All right, what's up? We are back on the Scott Love and Slim Jones show here in Bachelor Castle Studios, gradio.ca, wherever you may be listening. Unofficially sponsored by Pabs Blue Ribbon. Officially sponsored by Katana Tats. Katana Tats. Backstreet's back. We're back again. Backstreet's back. We're back again, Slim. Yeah, the yeah. wheels are rolling now. Yeah. We got a little bit. couple episodes in a row back in the back in the books. Uh, Katana Tats for all your tattooing ink. Just a new website. Yeah, www.katana.co.co. So that's K-A-T-A-N-N-A.co. Um, make sure you check her out. She is the bomb. And She's amazing. All of that stuff. All right. Well, uh, Slim, we're getting closer we to December really, here. We have a really fun episode, too, coming up. And we have a really great episode yeah, coming really up. Great. Uh, we got Mike Hideous uh, from the Mange and the Codings and, and KP. KP in the studio with Zero us today. Cool and- all those, yeah. it was man. What a fun episode that, that was, was. Actually, was we fun, we yeah. talked a lot of really cool shit with those guys. Um, Bit of nostalgia, definitely yeah. nostalgia. These guys have been around in the Edmonton punk vets, scene, people pretty vets. much since me or you were even playing shows. Vets, man. Um, we talked a bunch of cool stuff today. Yeah, we talked about punk rock, talked about the evolution of the scene, uh, talked some skateboarding. Yep. Yep. Um, Old just, bands, new bands. Yeah, no, we, we had some really, really cool chats with those guys. Super, super cool dudes. Can't uh, wait to have them back. Yeah, can't wait to have them back on Fellas, the show. Can't wait to have you back. Yeah, thanks for coming in, boys. Um, so yeah, we're getting close to December here, Slim. Uh, quick show promo. Uh, get up, get down, get funked. Volume two. It's our New Year's show. December thirty-first, Rec Room South. And what is it? It's a free show. It's a free show. Guys. That's right. Free it's New Year's show. Free New Year's show. So. Uh, yeah, it's free. It's, it's free. free. It's so gonna, come it's out, be get weird. It's going to be the best one yet. Yeah. <laughs> so everything we did last year, we're basically one-upping it. We, we are one-upping it. We got the OG lineup coming back. Uh, Beat Burglar, Cluster Funk, Papa Squats. Uh, we got Uzi Law. We had Uzi Law in the Quad Storm and Ben the Natural. And we got Ben the Natural coming in to spin some beats. Uh, it's going to be packed. So it is a free show. What that means is you can't get tickets first. There is no way to guarantee your entry. Serve. It is first come, first serve. If you want to get down, see Papa Squats, get weird with Cluster Funk, I suggest you come early. Doors will be open at 8 o'clock. Music starts at 9. There'll be stuff going on come in the dress, venue. Come dress in your best 70s attire. Yeah, so we're going to have some costume contests. Disco, hip-hop. I don't give for a fuck. best dressed couple yeah. and singles. Um, we don't a, know what the I, prizes yet are. but Yeah, we'll have a, a photo booth. Uh, yeah, we've got a furry wall. Agra, Agra, she's got bringing us a, a furry Agra wall. Raymond, yeah. yeah. Uh, is going to come do some pictures. Got the furry wall photo booth happening. Love you, Ags. Yeah, uh, lots of cool stuff. And then, yeah, there's just a lot of cool stuff there's happening. There's a lot man. of cool stuff. There's just a lot of cool stuff <laughs> happening. 2018 is going to be really sweet. We're really excited. Fuck, we're almost in December. <clears throat> Got some more shows coming. But, um, yeah, well, all right, let's get into this episode with uh, Mike Hideous and KP. How oh, a lot of fun. <coughs> Excuse me. A lot of fun on this one. And uh, really hope you guys enjoy it. Listen in. Listen in. Take care. Be safe. Don't Body break. Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't don't be a dick is right. <laughs> no, I took one home and troubleshot it. So yeah. All right, we're uh, back on the Scott Love and Slim Jones show, presented by Katana Tat, sitting here in Bachelor Castle Studios, getting weird, talking life with Mike Hideous and KP, some of uh, YG's most. Uh, I could call you guys pro veteran punk rockers at this point. I think I'm that's old. fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think more by age than experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike, a lot of people know you through, obviously, uh, The Mange, and I feel like an asshole because we've probably worked together almost 30 times now, and it just sort of all clicked for me. I was like, oh, yeah, we just played a show together last 
can, to be fair, I change my look up fairly often. You know what? So. so do I. When I was working at the studio, you know, long hair, big beard, and then uh, I just made a bunch of bad life decisions and cut it all off. So. I did the same thing about maybe a month ago. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, the last show with the mange. And main AGP and AGP. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> big ups to Rod on that one because it was a Rod show and I thought I would be over by two, so yeah. I showed up drunk at midnight and it, I almost had to fight the door guy. Well, we're 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 loading our shit off stage and uh, <laughs> in, in waddles KP and Riley from the Nielsen's just waddled <laughs> down the stairs like, hey guys. Here for the show. Yeah, they, they show up as we're getting off. Fucking like, show's uh, over, Chief. We figured we figured the guy boys me over. He's like, is it cool if they come down? Do you want them to pay? I was like, for what? Yeah. yeah. The show's over. I have to pay $12.50 to help this guy load his bass amp off the stage. Can I get a drink? Yeah. That was about it. What about those drink tickets? <laughs> well, yeah, I knew Rod you was putting the show tickets? on. Yeah. And then uh, Caleb's like, we're headlining. I was like, sweet. So quarter to one start sounds about right. <laughs> no, then, when, uh, when they set that show up... Um, the main just kind of always been a big fan of not having the headliner go on at one thirty when there's no one left. So right. yeah. if we're yeah. going to do a four-band show, for us anyway, the ideal spot is second of three, third of four, none of the superiority bullshit. We have to headline. We've been around longer. No. None of that bullshit. And tight 40-minute sets. Right. Everybody stays interested. Ten minutes between bands. Three or four, I mean, that's my yeah, favorite spot, Everybody has so. a good time. Well, we were just actually having a brief conversation about bad or band etiquette, loading times, like showing up on time for gigs and stuff. And, like, I mean, when I first started doing punk rock shows at the studio, I'd freak out because my loadout time would be 7 and show starts at 9 and bands are showing up at 8.40. And I'm like, okay, I'm not used to this <laughs> at all, right? But, yeah, like, when you have... I, I like tight shows like that when everything's running all the bands are like sharing gear helping each other get off stage and stuff like that but it is surprising because sometimes you still like have these people who are like oh, I'll take 25 minutes to put my 30 piece drum set on stage and it's like cool <laughs> dude that cuts into all of your set time and that's like it. And, thanks you know, for being an asshole like <laughs> well that's it you know you, you show a little bit of respect to the band that comes after you and the band that went before you right right like uh, we used to play with a band that shall remain nameless here in Edmonton but they were famous for They'd play, we'd be playing after them. We'd be in the headline. This is why we play three to third or four. This is why we want it. Because we would be headlining this show, and these fuckers would play for like 25 minutes longer than they were supposed to. And when their set was done... Ask for an encore? They, they would walk off stage and leave all their shit there to go hang with their friends and chat and get a drink <laughs> and go for a smoke. And we were like, hey, fuckos. Like, yeah. Still got know, a band here, It's man. one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Haul your shit. Yeah. You know, then we'd get up there, we'd end up blasting off a quick half hour and bars closed. Yeah. Yeah. No one's up. So. It sucks playing after 1 a.m. I don't think, like, anyone likes doing it, and I think... Oh, I think used to thrive. Now that we're all getting... <laughs> well, yeah, sure. <laughs> when you're 21, yeah, who that, cares, oh, yeah. right? That's the thing. The demographic has changed. Like, in the, the mid and late 90s, the, like, the real strong punk rock crowd in Edmonton was the all-ages, you know, Orange Hall shows. It would all be 14 through 18, and most of the bands would kind of top out around 20, 21, 22. Yeah. You know, and it was great. You know, you 1 o'clock in the morning, you had your first beer, right? Uh, you might have seen a pretty girl in a skirt, and you'd be just raring to go, yeah. <laughs> jumping on people's shoulders, running around getting hugs from sweaty shirtless dudes. Now that we're in our 30s, man, like, you know, we're mid-30s. Like, fuck not off me. playing at one in the morning. Yeah, yeah not, not, not you. Done. Yeah, the baby. 11.30 family. is late, yeah. you know? Well, that, that's it. If you, go, like, that's the best, the best time for a show to end is 1 a.m. Yeah. I think Cause so. Because then everybody's yeah. like, oh, great, I can get back to my car. I know I'm going to sound old as fuck for saying this, but everybody's thinking, oh, I can get back to my car. I can beat the bar rush. 
yeah. get all our shit loaded. Because you got to think. Go back for, for the bands. If you go, you got to load up all your gear. So you meet up at seven seven thirty, load all your gear, get it to the gig by eight eight thirty, load it all in, put it together, play the show. You're dead ass tired if you've put any effort into your show whatsoever. Then yep. you got to load all your shit off stage. Wait for the club to clear out. And then load maybe your you're lucky your if you get a drink. Yeah, yeah. Load it's it back all over. to your van or your trucks <laughs> or your cars. Drive it all the way back to the jam space. Get it back inside because you can't just throw it in the garage. We live in Edmonton. You know what's yeah. minus thirty going to do to your guitars? Yeah. yeah, no shit, eh? So yeah, if you can <laughs> yeah. get out of there at one o'clock in the morning, that's ideal. Tight sets. Act like a professional. Even if you're punk rock and you've got your great big spikes and fuck authority and all that. You know, don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be yeah, a dick. Don't, don't, don't be, be a, a dick. dick. Yeah. That's always like our number one, I think, show etiquette is <laughs> yeah. don't be a dick. What do you want to say? <laughs> don't be uh, a dick. Well, you mentioned like the demographic change. So, I mean, compared to where we were, uh, like 21 to 30, what's probably the biggest thing or the biggest change you've noticed in, in the Edmonton like punk scene since then? Or just the music scene in general? As far as like changes in the demographic or the scene as a whole, just the scene as a whole, like. Well, I find there's a lot less grassroots stuff happening, like uh, in, I guess my misspent youth. It used to be like there was a girl from St. Albert named Robin that used to get together six hundred bucks of her own money, go rent a hall, get a bunch of bands, put them mm-hmm. on, and you know that hall never got wrecked, right? Because you knew it was somebody's money. Yeah, you know what I mean. And if you are wrecking the hall, right? If you're throwing the chairs at Orange Hall. They're fifty-five bucks a piece. The heroes aren't going to play there anymore. Sign the waiver on the way in, and <laughs> that's right. Like don't waivers. Yeah, don't don't. <laughs> you knew you knew if you if you screwed it up, and that show made no money, that person who put it on is never going to put on another show. So of course everybody was kind of you know doing it themselves, enough, right? right? Yeah. Whereas now, like a, a small gig is like, oh yeah, it's just a brick show at a you know an established club downtown with a large sound system. Yeah. Right. It's not like it's two 16-year-old kids going to rent in a PA and putting on a show at yep. local hall. Yep. That's the biggest difference now is that every a lot a lot of things are like monetized and regulated, Absolutely. And, you know. Regulated. Before the scene used used to police itself. Absolutely. You know, it was nothing was, but independent promoters. Exactly. If like, somebody was getting out of hand at a hall show, Man, some skinhead is going to drag you outside and beat 10 colors of shit out of you. Yep. Well, that's the thing too is there was a kid we played with who promoted a few times was Devin and uh, he put on a few hall shows but the, some of the kids that like they had no idea what to do no they, they just stood there with their arms at their side and they, so you, you see some kid up there just singing his heart out and the band's going nuts and you know me and the two other kids who understand what music is are moving around and everyone's just standing there just <laughs> arms at their sides going what do I do yeah, yeah, what doing, is this place they're doing the California fish dance where they yeah, put their man. hands right at their sides and they just kind of bend their knees and bob their head yeah yeah we played some places I never thought we'd play we played uh, that hall in Oliver like right beside the skating rink there is it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, it, I don't even know what it's called but it's which wait which one like the Oliver Community Hall it's yeah like oh. across the street by my old apartment there in the brewery district there yeah yeah, oh, yeah it's okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's literally like the size of this room yeah and yeah, it's yeah. tiny yeah and just we ripped the shit out of that place <laughs> it, was, it was fun and but no one knew what to do yeah no. but you get a bar scene now and it's just like everyone's just like the old, like the old deviate, like ten years ago when oh, it was yeah. on 99th. Oh, oh that <laughs> place! That was the mecca. Yeah. That was it. Was it was so good there? Like I remember people breaking shit in the pit and just. Oh man, Rob, I don't know. Yeah, Rob was the there. bathroom still <laughs> has oh. like the mange had a bit of a 
blood fight in there and oh yeah like picture a snowball fight but with blood and <laughs> there was there was fucking blood ev- in the face i need some ammo joe no it was all, all all fake blood right but there's we're chucking fake blood at each other and jody the next morning Rod, rod's uh lady there what she's, the she's like fuck she's happened? like i went to clean the men's room what the fuck there's bloody handprints on the roof yeah, it seemed the further down white deviate moved a little mellower it got, you know. Yeah, yeah. Once it got underneath the Hudson's there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But even even when it was on the 99th Street one, like when it was at its most intense, like I'm gonna say 2005, 2006, somewhere yeah. around there, when it was at its height, at its most intense, they had the most intense high energy shows there. It was still probably the most inclusive place. Oh yeah. It yeah. didn't matter who oh, yeah. you are, what color you were, where you came from, if you had five bucks in your pocket or a thousand. You came to deviate. You're just another dude. Yeah, you had a good you know time. I mean? yeah, yeah, you yeah. had a good time. You're gonna have some laughs. You're gonna, some good you know, bum some smokes oh, off yeah. somebody outside, yeah. and that's kind of what I loved about the studio, man. Like when yeah. we first got there, and it was just sort of like switching over from like old studio with the mead and everything, oh, and yeah, then, yeah. Uh, or from mead hall to, to, to studio, to yeah. studio, right? Yeah, because yeah, you tell like, people the studio, and they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" That, yeah. that yeah. bottle the old mead hall, and they're like, "Oh, fuck, okay." You mean the place about the bottle depot? Yeah. But it, it oh, got to a point. Like we had oh, some man. fucking Clubhouse? great yeah. punk rock shows yeah. there, and like play yeah, I played I played quite a few well, shows was, at the studio. It was sketchy, and, but it was fun. Uh, yeah. I was, I've only I've only ever been there as a spectator sketchy. once. Yeah, colorful, yeah. colorful, colorful. It's colorful. not sketchy. It's yeah. colorful. Yeah. Yeah. Enriched. <laughs> enriched. I'm not fearing for my life. I'm building character. <laughs> yeah. like, like uranium. It's been enriched. <laughs> yeah, a lot less hall shows. A lot less indie stuff happening. And the biggest thing I noticed too is like. Where are all the, like, young bands? Like, where are all the all-ages bands? Like, I, like, there's none. There's hardly any now. Where's yeah, the, I, when was the last sh- hall show, dude? I haven't seen a hall show come about. Flatliners at Ritchie, like, uh, well, it was, six think, years it was, ago? Like, it was yeah. Flatli- <laughs> Flatliners, Wilhelm, Such Gold, and uh, someone else. I hope John worked that show at Ritchie. You know, there, there's another possibility. That we are just so old, fat, and unhip that we don't, <laughs> that we know just about know. We don't even know. <laughs> another weird thing with the with the bands nowadays with social is, media now, though. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, would, you see bands like instantly. I remember when like when Zero Cool started. It must have been a fucking dumpster fire. Oh, no. the main, it was a dumpster fire the entire time. What are you talking about? When the, ma- when the main started, we were the most unorganized band in the world. With like Tyler, our, our lead guitar player. He was the one who played in bands the whole time. He kind of knew the right way to go. He plays in another band uh, called Brass Bedpost, and they're like a cover band. Right? Sweet they, name. But yeah, his his dad is in the band as well. Like the the ages range from 30s to 70s, I think now, or 60s. That's being nice. But um, yeah. <laughs> silence. But anyway, like they they know how to put on a show. Like they know how to get pyro and stuff happening. Like it's they're oh, shit. proper production, right? And. But when the main started and stuff, like, we had nothing. You see bands starting now, they show up, they've got an 8x8 banner. they got their four, own sound guy. Four di- yeah, <laughs> four different types of t-shirts. they got nine hoodies. music videos. Yeah. And they- no. Yeah, but you how know, you know what I mean, though? They show up with all the... They've, all, they've all got four pro kinds gear. Of shirts, right? Yeah, four like kinds four of shirts. they got, like, panties You're and like, stuff with the their logo printed on it. I've never even heard Yeah, they show up with three, you know, two Mesa Boogie triple Rex and a Ampeg fridge, you know. Guys got, like, Ludwig custom drums. Yeah. The main started. I had a Westbury Pro Cushion Series three-piece kit <laughs> that my girlfriend at the time had bought from a garage sale for me. And then you sold it to us for a hundred bucks. Sold it to us <laughs> and we had that thing for like six years. Fuck hey man, we, we put miles on That's that kit. That's the fucking story. I love it. Yeah, like you used to show up with shitty gear to a shitty haul. 
You'd get up and play a bunch of and shitty have a songs. Yeah, that's show. right. Uh, but for like that twenty minutes, when you're doing, you know, the twenty minute opener set at the nineteen ninety seven St. Albert Christmas Disco, <laughs> you know, you you get that opening slot for those fifteen or twenty minutes that you get to be on stage. Fucking everybody was into it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It didn't matter how bad you sucked <laughs> in the basement. Everybody was out there having a good time. Oh, Nowadays, dude. it's like there's so much critiquing and shit talking. That's why the like the Standing power pop, the back, pop right? yeah. That's why the power pop and pop punk scenes here are awesome because you get bands like The Mange, Zero Cool, The Nielsen's, Unbanned Jace, Trashed Ambulance, Loser Points, yeah, A Gentleman's Pact, Broken Yokes, Broken Yokes, yeah. Form Ten, Cluster Funk, you know, and all those. You know, I don't, I don't know if I really include Cluster Funk in the but pop punk, but they play a lot of pop punk shows. Yeah, but all of those bands show up to each other's shows. When they play together, like when when the man was playing, you don't just leave, man. You the guys the up show. front were like all the AGP guys. Yeah, you know, I, Cody from um, uh, Unbanned Unban Jays. Yeah, like those dudes are fucking welded to the stage, and yeah. there is no better reward for playing a show good than the admiration of your peers. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, the one thing I miss is um, well said. <laughs> is uh, the bands when like we used to just fuck with each other. Like, oh, well, <laughs> while we're on stage, like that's a thing nobody uh, does that anymore. We used to do that too, man. My oh. band used to do that too a lot. Nobody yeah. does that anymore. We did that with Stone Iris all the fucking time. Yeah, when well, Thompson and I played with Stone Iris, we used to. I used to fuck with those guys all the time. When the mage would play, for some reason, there was this fat Jewish guy and this really heavily tattooed, long-haired guy yeah. that used to rush the stage shirtless all the time and have a shirtless man party with yeah. us on stage. That's what we do. Um, <laughs> yeah. well, that's it's the thing. Like we... the, I'm, I'm talking about KP from Zero Cool and yeah. Joey from Down the Hatch. Yeah, but that's the thing is. It, while they're there in the front row, you know, listening and, you know, gawking or whatever it is they're doing, appreciating. Uh, back in the day, we, we'd... Back in the day, fuck me. Uh, a few years ago, we would, like, throw ice or, like, a empty beer can. or years old. You know, yeah, exactly. Whatever. My back, my back does hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the venues in town have stairs. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so glad the DB8 moved. We have with the mange. We have one of those Ampeg fridges. You'd probably know what, oh, what's yeah. a, like the proper yeah, name for it. Just yeah, it's okay. a fridge. It's huge, a fridge. Huge yeah, fucking bass amp. I'm the yep. drummer, so go easy. Fucking six but by trying twelve. To, <laughs> trying it's to heavy. get that yeah. fucking Starship Enterprise down those back stairs. Oh my god! Like if you were on the bottom end of that amp, you were putting your life in the hands of whoever had the top. <laughs> side. You're doing it in winter. <laughs> there's snow all over the steps. You're kind of tipsy. Like well, you're you're loading the gear out wasn't so bad because if you were too pissed to carry the thing up the stairs, oh, yeah. you'd probably figure that out by about stair two. So you right. can just slide it back down. <laughs> it's staying here tonight. Dude, I'm picking it up tomorrow. The starlight with the metal stairs oh, in the winter time, and you're slippery, <laughs> and you're like, no, I hope it doesn't yeah. fall. Was that no star? That wasn't starlight, was it? Was no, it uh, no, or um, what was, it's a the head pawn shop. Pawn shop. Pawn shop. Or whatever it's yeah, called. Pawn oh, shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. That, Funny okay, story about the pawn shop when you get a minute. The mange just about burnt that place to the ground. <laughs> we, we got a minute right now. Let's hey, man, see. you know how many stories well, I got from the fucking pawn shop? Dude, that was my home. So there was home. this fun thing I used to do with the mange all the time, and that was blowing fire. And uh, some I didn't plan to do it that night, and some people were hassling me like, oh, man, you, you got to fire, you're going to blow fire. So I was like, fuck, I don't have my stuff with me because there's a, a very specific liquid I yep. use for blowing fire. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just go get a bottle of uh, this stuff called Spiritus Rectifico Wani. It's like Polish rectified spirit. It's 96.5% alcohol by volume. <laughs> it's the, the furthest you can go. Oh, Everclear. Yeah, exactly. Everclear. Yeah, like I remember putting it in my mouth at the beginning of the song. And it, it was like, hot. My burning. whole tongue was burnt white. But anyway, yeah, so the time comes to do it. 
So I grabbed my t- my torch was a broken drumstick with half a t-shirt wrapped around it. And I blast out this giant cone of fire, like way bigger than I thought it was going to be. It was like a, <laughs> yeah, holy an eight, eight foot long and like six foot round cone of fire. Steve, it, it's, during a, it's during a bass solo and Steve is like in the Ramon stance in front of me. He's on God. fire from his ankle to his ass. He's totally on fire. This whole stage is on fire out in front of me. Both my hands are on fire. They just got new monitor, you know those foam monitor covers? That's on fire at the end of the pawn shop stage. Tyler, our guitar player, reaches down to put it out, gets melted plastic burnt all over his guitar Jesus. hand. Oh my Steve, God. Thankfully, Steve didn't even notice he was on fire. His ass went out on its own. But the ceiling fans he used to have in there were all on fire. Like that whole insulation up there is all on fire. And you see people, this is not, this is not too long after that great white incident. Oh, no. Oh, no. You, see, you see people like half standing up looking at the fire and like leaning towards the exit. That it all went out on its own like it was part of the show. Yeah. And everybody just eased back into their seats. And after that, we were like, Kate, never, ever blowing fire to show again. Ever. I think I did it one more time after that. You know, I have a great idea. Just as you're blowing it out, too, that's way bigger than I thought Dude, it was going to be. Yeah, like that, the, the stuff I use normally has a, it's a little bit more viscosity, oh, so fuck. it stays together better. Yeah. Whereas this thing was just like there's fire dripping off the torch all over me. Both my hands were burnt. Both my toms in front of me were on fire. Like oh it was just a fucking inferno. At pawn shop, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the promoter loved that. That's why we went back and played no more shows there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we played there a couple more times. Yeah. Under the manger. Yeah, we were La Mange. We've been we've had we've had that name fucked up so many times, man. We we've been the managed. Uh, we've been yeah, seriously, the, man- the managed. managed. Yeah. Mangies. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. There's, a, there's nothing more demeaning story, to like a band where it's like you get your tickets or your poster. It's like fucking spelt our name wrong. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. The like, and then you got a pr- fucking codings. Yeah. Our first three shows, the name was spelt wrong in the poster. We were going to call our single I before E except after C. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody spelled it right for the first, I don't know, three shows. Three shows. You, three you shows. recording right away? We have some yeah. stuff recorded and we're, we need to work on a little more. But call uh, the album that. Yeah, man. We are. Okay, yeah. that's um, awesome. The Codeine's record will come out. We'll probably end up releasing it online for free. Cool. And Probably. We may and we may end up making some hard copies if people are into it. So. Yeah. Where, where are you guys rad. recording through? We are recording through KP because he has a full studio. That's oh, sick. On Fat Old Guy Records, yeah. <laughs> which I believe is already a record label, so it's not on that one. Yeah. I think it's just Fat Records. Fat Records. That's what fat it is. Fat Records. Fat you records. should start that's, Fat, that's fat Mike from Fat G Records. records. Yeah. That's already a record label. Fat Rec Records. Oh, yeah, I guess that would be Fat Rec too. Wouldn't How about Fat Fat Records? Fat with like Fat and Fatty Records. Fat Fat. PH Fat. Yeah. Body Fat Records. Fat Mike from No Effects. He started that one. If it's a PH Fat, you got to have a Will Smith. Album on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I found out the other day Nas Ghost wrote for a lot of Will Smith stuff. Did he Nos really? Nas Ghost oh, yeah, wrote for that a lot of people. Yeah, man. No shit. Oh, you listen to some of his raps, like Will Smith's raps, and you're just like, Miami. Uh. Yeah, but was, and then there's a few lines in there. It's just like, wait a minute. That was that's wait, a whoa, whoa, little, that was too good. Yeah, it was a little too that good. Was a little too good. Yeah. You know, you know, Nas is in there. You know, like Will's like writing some stuff, and Nas is just over there doing like, just throw this in. And he's just like, okay, thanks, Nas. Yo, that's hot. You yeah. guys like, you guys like Nas? Have you seen the Get Down? 
on Netflix? I have not yet. It's all no. about like uh, Grandmaster Flash and like Fury's like, Five. Ooh. Yeah, it's how all about how like, basically how hip hop started in Brooklyn. Pretty much how like hip hop and like turntable spinning like started in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's a sweet like, show. But Nas uh, plays like one of the main characters, like older self, and he writes a lot of the. He's like, really? in the back show. of what happened and shit. Great, it's really great good. show. Yeah. K- KP's a lot more into the. He's he's a lot more in touch with the. <laughs> went to uh, went to do scene. podcast. Found out good thing to watch on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dear Diary. Talking about the codeines, uh, let, let's explain this band name because, like, when I think of codeine, I feel I feel numb, <laughs> and, and you guys are not a very numb feeling band. So how does that? Are you kidding? I, we are so low, man, <laughs> all the fucking time. I I got low once. I think I think all of us have. Well, now little known fact about KP. What he is a bit of a chemist and oh, sh- uh, is a pharmacy tech. Sh- so do you he, know how to make? Don't get that out there. Do you know how to make acid? <laughs> Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> no. But, We're gonna uh, set to that part out. We've we we have I think we've all experimented with uh, some format of, you know, I, I'd say chemical enhancement for our uh, experiences. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Saskatoon yeah. and, uh, performance yeah. enhancing yeah. drugs. <laughs> performance enhancing yeah. drugs. When they zero, make you a better bass player. Cool and the mange went. Uh, we went to Saskatoon that. together, and like I was hurt, so I was I had prescription drugs. Jim from Zero Cool is perpetually hurt, so has a fucking pharmacy in his bag. Yep. And Steve, our bass player, ended up dropping his amp head on his foot, and just his toe looked like a fucking purple brick. <laughs> Ugh. No, yeah. It was oh, an eggplant. It was an absolute shoot. abortion. And uh, so Steve's like, oh, man, I'm in so much pain. And everybody just, like, opens their bag. Here, try one of these. Yeah. <laughs> Get the loot. Man, if you, if you had that sweet, like, the old doctor's bit, you know, you open it. That's like that. pretty uh, much what happened. Dude, that's awesome. like a fart. That van was like a pharmacy. Yeah. No, yeah. When Steve was going to bed, he was just like, fucking throw the toaster in the tub when White Rabbit peaks. <laughs> yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah. Steve was so fucking high, he couldn't function. <laughs> What's that in hardcore I, logo when he forgets his medication? He's like turning blue like each yeah. day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and in the end, Box. it's Scott Love. Yeah. And yeah. in the end, yeah. it's Scott <laughs> Love. Yeah. Wasn't that it? What did they say? Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> John o- o- Oxenberger Bass. Dude, John like, Oxenberger. Like, pipe fil- filter. Pipe that's the other thing, too. A lot of the kids don't get any of those references. No, yeah, dude, right? Like, yeah. Like, what, like, when they say Billy Talent, like, I know Billy Talent. Yeah, man. No, you don't know the no real knows. Billy Talent. <laughs> Billy Talent's a fag. He left for Jennifer, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah that's the other thing. This is, this is for the biggest <laughs> meme in, like, ten years ago dude, in the scene. No. Yeah. This is for he Bucky Hate. Yeah. He died yeah. last night. <laughs> Somebody didn't yeah. make it to the he's show. He's stumps. like, hey, touch my stump, man. Touch my stump. If you don't know every word to Edmonton Block Heater, you can't roll with us. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing. Whenever somebody didn't show up to a show one night, it was like, nice oh, yeah, man, he pop. left and like, he joined Jennifer. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was the joke. Yeah, I can't, you know, if I've ever used that one, I'm going to say, oh, yeah, man. Bring that <laughs> that back, yeah, man, if you, like, make Fuck references him, to, do you guys ever see Suburbia? Oh, Suburbia. Punk t- movie Suburbia? That came up the other day at work. Oh, with all the TR yeah, kids. Honestly, no, if I have You've got to get out there. Yeah, fleas in it. Exactly. You guys got to get out there and watch. I've written it down. I feel like maybe when I was like a fucking kid, dude. Invite cool anyway, punk oh, really on the dude, podcast. What band, what band was it that played Code Blue? Um, TSOL. Th- thank you. TSOL's in it and shit. There's a whole bunch of like rad old live stuff. What's sick? It's an 80, 80s yeah, punk is in it for like two yeah, seconds. Exactly. 83. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, give- that's a good like grassroots <laughs> punk movie. Yeah, there's one kid in there that painted his uh, the leather jacket sleeve white. And I was just yeah. like, I want to do that so bad. It's so cool. All he yeah. did was just paint it's the so sleeve fucking white. Fucking cool. Yeah. I had a green sleeve on my leather jacket. Oh, dude. I still have mine. I tried to put it on the other day. 
It was like fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> this is, okay, so yeah, fat guy. in zero cool, like Freddie Mercury, just a skin tight black leather vest. The Vandals, holy fuck! Well, that's the thing is, people don't understand anymore. Is like old, old. I guess you'd call them old punk memes now. Yeah, I guess that's you know what my favorite one was. Oh, what for a long time was old punk rockers never die. We just stand in the back. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and go like this. Yeah. You're too loud. That's what I do. Yeah. Now. Now, you know you're getting old and They yeah. just stand you're there like screaming this. They cross their arms like and it. stare you down. Yeah, it's when you show up with piss. earplugs. Yeah, no shit, eh? And I go not, looking for your. I start asking around. You got earplugs? earplugs? And they're not made out of toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> not, not, most of times it's just paper. toilet paper. The, the, the king, here. the king of toilet paper earplugs, is the dude in the scene in Edmonton named Rahil. Oh god. And like Rahil, like even back in the day at Death by Dawn, he used to sing for a band called Death by Dawn. Okay. It was fucking fantastic. They had a song called Blood Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and the chorus was literally Blood Fuck, Blood Fuck, the Devil Loves You, like. Hardcore. That's a dude who taught me how to blow fire. But uh, he used to roll <laughs> if they play with dead still, Jesus. <laughs> uh, they were in the same era, but different yeah. different demographics. Yeah. But even still, uh, actually, it's funny. Do you mention Dead Jesus? Calvin from Dead Jesus, a oh, singer. Know. Okay, we know yeah, I'm we his know. landlord. No, no way. shit. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Holy fuck. Um, for his house yeah, rendezvous. Rahil's the king of rolling Calvin up while, rolling yeah. up toilet paper for earplugs. He <laughs> still rocks that out. I still see him bouncing around at shows. That's that's a scene veteran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck it. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, well, uh, let's take a quick break, yeah, and then uh, we'll play some tunes, and, and we'll come back, and uh, what do you guys want to play? We'll we'll, put, we'll plug some tunes in there. We like pumping like, like some good local shit. Yeah. Let's figure something you guys like locally. Or not, really. Huh, maybe we'll think about it while we smoke. Yeah, okay. yeah let's do that. Think about it while we smoke. We'll be right back. And there we go. We're back. <laughs> We're back here <laughs> in studio the studio. <laughs> Scott Love, Slim Jones with Mike Hideous and KP from The Mange and The Codings. Dudes, thanks for uh, coming down and, and hanging out with us tonight. Don't call it a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking sweet. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we're just we, like we were talking about skate stuff. You said you're a, you're you're a veteran skater too, hey? Yeah, I was skating for a long time. Yeah, and, uh, been in. Uh, pray, pray tell. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been around. I, yeah, uh, skated quite a few contests and stuff, and had quite a few sponsors, and did a lot of traveling. And yeah, that's some th- good, some bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I met, know, obviously it, met some super. Uh, I met some super rad guys. Super cool, uh, uh, extremely famous guys now I've, actually too. I've partied and skated with lots of guys that are are. Pretty up there and still pretty big in the skate Six, scene. Successful, but, <laughs> very uh, successful. Yeah. The the less, most important lesson I learned was that if you, I was going to make twenty grand a year to live in a gas station burrito filled van, <laughs> I would do it doing music rather than skating because like there's a bit oh, of a difference. Very very well, few can... guys in the skate industry are guys who make it. Guys who made it are guys that took their contest money from the eighties and did something with it. Like Mullen started, Dwindle started, almost enjoy blind what's, what's world industries. Started Ennis. Then there's uh, uh, Don Brown and, Don, Don and Brown, uh, yeah. Pierre Andre, or Don Brown and Pierre Wellander started yeah. ES Etnies in America, Soul Technologies. You know what I mean? And they, those are guys that took their like. It, it's funny because the skate industry is run by all the freestyle dorks in mm-hmm. the '80s that never got any of the girls or the fame or the money. Yeah. All the vert dogs didn't do very well except for Hawk. Yeah. You know, and then there was guys like Ben and Taz Pappas who were like, "Oh, well, let's party it all away." <laughs> That's it. You know, there, have you seen all this mayhem before? There's quite a, quite a few examples of guys that just would make, you know, especially the contest guys. Like, not so much the there, there's kind of two distinct types of people in the skate industry. Like, as far as skaters go, there's contest guys, and you get guys like Ryan Sheckler. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't Ryan Sheckler your favorite skater? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're gonna go ahead and bypass that. <laughs> no but, comment. Uh, no yeah. comment. Moving I on. think he's near the bottom. No, but uh, yeah, you got guys like Sheckler though, and you know, I, as much as he's a little turd, he's, fucking he's a fantastic skateboarder. And the the contest guys are guys that are super consistent, and they would win their contests, and that's where they'd make their money. Yep. And then you got guys like Lizard King or you know Andy <laughs> Andy Roy yeah. Yeah. is a good example of guys who just got on a team, they get paid a per diem or they get a, a chunk of cash per board they sell or per month or whatever, and they literally just piss it away. Yeah. You know, Tom Penny. Can't Look at Tom Penny. Yeah. Just riding the ride. The, some of the fast greatest. As it comes video- in, it's going out even faster. Yeah, some right? of the greatest video parts of, the, like, the, the late 90s, early 2000s. And then the dude just fucking disappears. What was your favorite movie of his? Oh, Tom Penny? Yeah. Oh, God. Any any of the flip stuff. Yeah. Um, I'd shitty. probably say his comeback where they found him skating in a pair of Timberlands, like, <laughs> work boots. <laughs> and he was doing stuff like, you know, backside big flipping 10 stairs. On some Tims. In, in Timberlands. <laughs> so they actually made his skate shoe look like Timberlands. Yeah. So, but oh, yeah, no. and he's just out somewhere, you know, Pomona, California at some crap high school. Yeah. You know, three flipping over the rail on huge stair sets. No big deal. Still just doing his thing, right? No, just didn't no give a shit about the money. No. So where does that, uh, do you ever skate, KP? A little bit. A little bit? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't any good at it, but I learned how to kickflip. <laughs> That's about it. I was big That's into it. street luging. <laughs> yeah. Downhilling's a lot of fun, too. Like, oh, yeah. I was riding for a, a shop here in town called Local 124. They're still, really? Uh, 124, still going. dude? That's, yep. Is that... Th- it's on 124. It's, it's on 124 like by, by yeah, Eddie's, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 like yeah. It's still there. Holy I like that's they, just a clever that name. shop used yeah. to sell. My, <laughs> so they used to sell my pro name. board, uh, my freestyle beetles. board, <laughs> and I, I would ride downhill with the guys. But man, there's dudes there that are so far out of our league as far as like downhilling goes. Uh, there's a kid named Nick. Well, he's not a kid anymore. Jesus Christ, I'm getting old. His name's Nick Breton. <laughs> We're gonna call that the theme of this show. He's he's terrifyingly <laughs> fast. Like he goes to like Almatrebe in Germany. He does World War One at the Mary Hill Loops in Holy Washington. Fuck. And does like super super high profile races. Uh, Mike, the guy who owns the shop. There's two guys that own it. Mike and Frenchie. And uh, Mike, he got invited to like there's there's these crazy drainage ditches in like Arizona and California. Uh. And there's one particular ditch race every year called. They, it, obviously it's, it's called like, Indian School. <laughs> and you have, I don't know, it's probably near why, yeah. an Indian school or something like that. I've never been. Navajo. But uh, that's the kind of thing you got to get invited to by the guys who are like super grassroots there. Yep. And like, I would never be good enough to ride to those guys as, as far as longboarding goes. But like, yeah, Mike gets invited to that and stuff. And, cool. You know, oh, fuck. That's yeah, crazy. Just yeah. while the downhilling guys are absolutely it's insane. Gnarly, dude. The extent yeah. of my skateboarding is like having a few beers and then going out with the buddies at like. The U of A and like just hitting the parkade. Hitting the parkade. Yeah. Man, I'd have a shit. We would. One of my favorite times. We'd have a shitty little camcorder. And none of us were especially good. We had our one buddy growing up, Nathan Rolene. He went off and got sponsored. And oh yeah, I've known Nate for a long time. Yeah, yeah. you know Nate. Yeah, Yeah, he was my. We went to. I didn't go to junior high with him, but we were all same circle, right? We all grew up skating together. And he was the one that like. Obviously, by far surpassed the all and went off and got sponsored and made a living out of well, it. Well, yeah, Nate, Nate's big, but there's a bigger one from Edmonton, Jamietown County. Jamietown County. County, I don't know. Towns County, yeah, he's he's massive. Jamietown County. Yeah, well, he, for, the, for, for the longest when I was growing up, Nate was always like he was the king yeah, shit. Nate, of Edmonton, yeah, right? it was uh, it was always like, I used to skate with those guys, man. It was Nate Rolene, Jeff Kent, 
Yeah. Uh, Wade Fife and uh, Jet Ski. We'd be yeah, well, we'd be doing a little kickflip off a of four stair, and then Nate would come off and do some fucking retarded shit. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I man, I haven't seen him in so fucking. That, long, that's dude. the thing. Like as far as because I was a free, freestyle skateboarder, right? So yep. going to parks was never really my thing because you yeah. get kids. You know, screaming like, "Hey, do a handstand! <laughs> are you Rodney? Are you yeah. Rodney Mullen? You know, just yeah. crap like that. Like, do that finger flip Fuck again. Off. So I, I would, I would put my iPod <laughs> do a dark on. Slide. And, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I would skate tennis. I saw it in Tony Hawk's man. Do a dark slide. That's it. Dark slide, primo to manual out, I, man. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna clear this up right now. Skateboarding, there is no such fucking thing as primo. Primo is a person. <laughs> He's a freestyle skateboarder named Primo Desidero. Primo slide was called a primo slide because yeah. it's primo doing it. Yeah. If you're on the board, if you're on the edge, cool. and if the board <laughs> is on your heels, Respects. it's a heel side rail stand. Uh, if the board side is on your toe, it's a toe side rail stand. That's Shut awesome. up and do a primo. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you get outside and do it. That's why I skate tennis courts by myself. I yep. still do. I'm yep. 35 and I still skate tennis courts by myself because it's easier than dealing with that. Yeah. And yep. fucking scooter kids. Oh my god, I fucking can't. That's the one I'm sorry. That's one thing I have much hate for, dude, is, is little razor skates. Well, there, there's a lot of... It, the skate industry, like, the skate <laughs> scene as a whole has become very, <laughs> very, uh, very left-wing and very inclusive. Yeah. When I started skating, you couldn't just go to some other community skate park and skate their pool or skate their ramp. Yeah. Like, sorry, pal, locals only. Beat it. I, I grew up in, like, the west end of Edmonton here, right? So, man, when they put the Collingwood skate park in... Like, where the fuck was that when I was growing up, right? Oh, the- I remember having to take the bus out to St. Albert because, well, I remember Ed's Ed Shed, Ed, Ed, Shed, Ed Shed downtown, right? And then he got shut down because that kid fucking fell on a nail, yep. right? And what? sued him. Yeah. Got uh. green green or some shit and sued him. Had to shut it down. He started his little shop, right, on Hunter on Stony Plain Road. And yep. that's, I mean, we would just skate from the West End to Sto- uh, uh, fucking Ed's at his shop and just hang out with him for fucking for hours, Did right? You guys- <coughs> I got a real good bro in Calgary. Uh, his name is Blair, but he calls him Slob, though. And, uh, yeah. Slob has been a fixture in skateboarding for. Do you know what happened, Ed? Man, I haven't. So I don't know, but uh, Blair back in the day was out in Vancouver skating a a local's ramp, and it was a Jacks ramp. And I don't know if you're aware, but like the Jacks are a skate gang. Really? Like they were a street gang of all skateboarders, and he was skating. Not the the brothers, right? Are they like the? Jacks are a, an like, international like oh, group of okay, sorry. Skate, skate gang. Like, there's Jacks. We're social club. Right, right. Those guys know those guys skate. Oh, no. Those, no. Uh, there's a couple of Jacks in town. Like uh, yeah. One of the guys from Daglo is a Jack, actually. No shit. Yeah, yeah Mike Jack. Um, yeah, and your last name becomes Jack when you join the gang. But he was skating at Jack's ramp in Vancouver, and a 14-year-old Tony Hawk came up and tried to drop in, and Slob shoved him off the top of the half pipe right to the flat bottom. It was like, fuck off, kid. <laughs> locals only. Yeah, that's how the seat. Like, it, well, no, that, man. Well, that's at like, the time, Tony Hawk was one of the you know at the biggest skateboarders in the world. But local skating was local skating. Yeah, like, fuck yeah, off, kid. These, these are the kids that would steal plywood from construction sites stuff to build themselves a ramp in whoever's backyard would let them do it, and yeah. you would defend that shit because you didn't want anybody wrecking your ramp. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, you yeah. had to get, earn the right to ride it. Moving in on your fucking. Did you guys ever get to Skate Avenue when there was a bowl in there? Yeah, uh, I, I helped, I helped too. build Avenue's bowl. Nice. Blood bowl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a dude in town here in Edmonton. Uh, he, he rides for a local too, named Mark Besner. Okay. Yeah. And he was the mastermind of all that stuff. Nice. Um, they Fuck used yeah. to have old dog nights Tuesday nights. Skate at Avenue. <laughs> oh. Fucking on the West End right there, the yeah. church, where we used to get super fucking stoned and then go in and skate. And just I wasn't break, allowed like, in there. <laughs> yeah, and then we finally, yeah, the one guy kicks on me, like, you guys, like, you don't smell so good, right? <laughs> I, got, I got caught drinking. Me and my buddy Vic Davies went and skated that once, and I got caught drinking in there, so they were like, no, you can't come back. And yeah. I was like, 
But I'm 25. <laughs> yeah. so you still can't drink in a church, yeah, that's dude. Where, yeah. That's where uh, I actually played my first show was Avenue Skate Park. No shit. Yeah, yeah they were like, we were going in there and they were just pouring coke in the in the blood bowl. Yep. Oh, yeah. You'd always, like, you'd always, you'd you always coke doing? the ramp. You, what are you Had doing? To. You'd coke in the ramp, <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you'd take the mop bucket and you'd fill the mop bucket up with water and then you'd pour in a can of coke yeah. and mop the ramp with it because it was all covered in urethane, right? Yeah. You wanted the urethane yep. to be a little bit tacky. Yep. Because, yeah. you know, if you slip That's out hilarious. on a nine-foot vert wall with yeah, pool coping, you're going to eat shit. He only yeah. had, like, nine feet of vert. We played <laughs> They had the second annual Polar Cup there. The mange played it. And I remember uh, putting up 100 bucks cash money to see if anybody could drop in on my freestyle board. And a uh, dude from Edmonton named Glenn Miller did it. So No shit. Badass, yeah. That's so awesome. And his orchestra. <laughs> Glenn's actually a mailman. Really? He's in his 50s now and still still rides better than anybody else we know. <laughs> I've, I've seen Glenn Smith, the oververt clamshell, out oh. in uh, Wetasco and Skate Get the fuck out of here. Or not Wetasco, in um, Westlock. Fucking yeah, cool. Glenn badass. is a badass. Yeah, that is badass. And, and he's a fucking mailman, too. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me, holy shit. Yeah. So where did uh, the decision kind of come to <clears throat> make that choice between, like, Playing music and and skating, I guess, like full time. Like, where does that come in for oh. you? And, and what what was happening first? Were you playing music or were you skating? Both? I was doing both. I was okay. I was playing music. Uh, like the mange has been around since two thousand three. Yeah, through playing music, exactly. No skating. Or did we meet skating? Yeah, yeah. but um, what well, was that shitty little park? Remember, uh, we were like, my band does a terrible cover of Cadillac Ranch too. Oh yeah, that was. What uh, was that? Was it McKernan or something else? No, 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 it was it was Collingwood before Collingwood. Yeah. Do you remember Collingwood before Collingwood? When they had just a little shitty wood ramp? Yeah. And shit? Oh, yeah, yeah dude. My, okay. <laughs> uh, me and my buddy were skating there, and he was doing He went and just did the, the little fucking, you know, the little pyramid in the middle or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went and did a little three flip. Oh, yeah. Bio, that's zero for all of us, dude. He went and did a little three flip off it. Yeah. But obviously, when he landed, he, his fucking back foot went like this and just went over. <laughs> he snapped his ankle like three. It's all, it's robotics in there now, right? And yeah. I was there for every fucking time except one that he broke it, and I was the one that drove him to the hospital. But. Yeah, no, I just remember seeing that and just roll over and I just, oh, just cringed no, and drive him to the hospital in no. a little fucking yeah, robo boot Too forever. And then we, oh, yeah. Same thing. He did a three flare, uh, a three flip on the, the stairs at the U of A. That's uh, they're still there, but there's the whole fucking the, I can't remember what building it is now. Same thing. <laughs> the <laughs> the big decision for me thing. was not sticking with skating as opposed to like as a, as a career choice. Was it's such a competitive industry and I was already like 2007 was about the height of my skate career. Right and. Uh, I was already older by then, and you get kids coming out at 14 that are just fucking retarded. Like, yeah, kids that came out, like, when Nigel Houston came out. Yeah. He was just slaying. Yeah. And he's still kicking ass. But, uh, like, you would have to do a lot of traveling for potential money. Yeah. Right. I would rather... Nothing's guaranteed. That's right. And to be honest, like, I was working construction at the time. I'm a journeyman carpenter by trade. Yeah. And I was making significantly more money. And as as far as, like... um, you know, roll the dice on something, on what you want to do. And sure. I thought, okay, if I stay here in town, if I skate for fun, I'm going to make X amount of dollars. If right. I go travel, I'm going to have some wild times. I'm going to have an awesome photo book, but I'm going to be 35 with, like, owning a bag. You right. know, I'll, I'll own a backpack <laughs> with owning sponsor a clothes in it. Yeah. And, and, and I guess there's, like, ways in that decision maybe, like, I guess, like, the future of, like, your health to, like, your body, right? It's just, like, you can go out and skate, you blow your knee out, or you wreck your fucking hand. Well, now you're not skating or playing music, so. I went some incredible places, though. I got to see some awesome stuff. Uh, I I was in Florida during uh, a hurricane. That was pretty rad. 
I went to, J- went to Japan through skateboarding. Uh, Sick. Went all over the states, all over Canada, and had had some really really great times. Um, Revolver bearings took us. Uh, there was what thirty five of us on a bus, and uh, we went up to Vancouver for a skate trip, and it was like I was the oldest one there, mm-hmm. and a lot of the kids were like fourteen through twenty, and it was just an unsupervised fucking nightmare. Like a lot of these kids, <laughs> first time away from their parents for a weekend, right? And you go to do like some blowout shit can skate comp in Vancouver. And I was trying to take it seriously, and I had, like, 16-year-old kids throwing up on the bus. And I thought, man, like, I'm, I'm 25, and I'm too old for this shit now. And, you know. Yeah, but it's like playing an all-ages show. It, yeah. <laughs> Why do you think they're not around anymore? Yeah, but, like, 24-7 for a week. I have a, my, my, like, really, my only zero cool story is the only time I ever booked zero cool at the studio was for an all-ages show, and the lead singer takes his shirt off, like, halfway through the set, and there's, like, middle-aged moms and everything through the count and everyone's like looking back at me like scotty what kind of fucking bandage you book for my kids here <laughs> that lead singer is sitting right That's here me. next was to that me. you it's me <laughs> awesome that was me so that was like five years ago but oh yeah no that was probably me <laughs> the mange and zero cool have had some incredible shows together at our at our 10-year anniversary a few years ago uh we played with zero cool and down the hatch and that was one of the finest performances i've oh, ever yeah. seen because it was it was all to have some fun. Like I got hit with an inflatable dick during our set. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You we know what's find a, that? Yeah, We're gonna we'll post it with yeah. the show. You know it's a it's a party when like all the bands that have played that night take their shirts off and climb on stage with you, and yeah. then Rod joins you with no shirt. Oh dude, yeah. it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. One of those one of those things that will stay with me for the rest of my natural life was us covering Cadillac Ranch, and at that show and. Everybody on stage has no shirt, and then Rod comes in, and man, like I was getting ready to call David Suzuki. Like, what is the nature of this? <laughs> Rod, he is a mountain of a man. Yeah. And, uh, uh. He he's gentle <laughs> as a lamb until he's not gentle. And yeah. You, you will know. Watch out, boys! Randy's taking his pants off. Yeah. You will know when Rod is not being gentle because it happens so fast and is so fucking terrifying. Like, there's a YouTube <laughs> clip of a hunter sitting in a tree stand, and this fucking bear climbs the tree he's in. No, I, ima- I imagine that's what Rod would be like if he lit a smoke <laughs> in his bar. Yeah. Honestly, I, I swear to God, like, when we're not at Deviate, Rod is, like, meditating in a tree somewhere <laughs> with, like, a headband in, a, in like, a gi, you know, and yeah. just... Like reciting like old poetry. <laughs> just no, just om. Um. Yeah, um, and that's that's what Rod does. Trying to keep the Omani rage contained. Um. Um. <laughs> yeah, just or like old oi punk band lyrics, you know? Just <laughs> yeah. like that's all he but does. But it's like reciting the band from yes, the Roxy. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to play there anyway. Exactly. Rod, we love you, by the way. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, Rod. Oh man, yeah. Rod is definitely. Uh, a huge part of the Edmonton scene because absolutely for like zero thanks he carried the DIY punk scene. Oh yeah. Oh man. For dude. fucking years. Yeah. Dude. Like the, I can only imagine the financial strain that him and Jody felt paying. Like I, I know what they were paying, but I'm not going to say it on the show. I know no, what they were paying. They too, were yeah. paying yeah. A, like an awful lot of money to keep Deviate. Oh yeah. Have, and they took it at a loss. Like they were doing bottle drives. You got to think for a guy like, it, that's that's a guy that genuinely gives a shit. Because if Rod didn't give a shit about the punk rock scene in Edmonton, it wouldn't be worth. He would have just gone and got a job somewhere, yeah. got a quiet little house, and that would have been the end of it. He and he played would, shows and, and let somebody know, else deal with just the shit. Think yeah. about what would have happened to the scene, dude. Punk and he would still pay you. 
And that's the thing. Like he, yeah. he, yeah, he would force pay you. Like he yeah, would like, just like thing. take the money, take we the money, show shut him up, take the money, uh, shut up. The, the main has made this. Like I need it. Just yeah. Take yeah, the money. Right? We have yeah. made this a, a staple now. When you played DV8, they took whatever. Like if there was four bands playing DV8, they took whatever the door made. Everybody gets a sh- an equal share. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because it you shouldn't get less if you're the opening band. No, you know what I mean. Like yeah, you, totally. worked, you worked just as hard. You practiced just yeah. as often. If they worked just as hard, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> even, even still, I would rather default on I've giving a band that didn't give a fuck a few. an equal share than, uh, than than stiffing a band that worked their ass off. Yeah, right. You know, we just played a show with AGP last last weekend there. Yeah, and uh, they the promoter came and handed me all stupid decision came and handed me all the money that the door made, and we split it four ways. Because nobody who nobody worked any less. Yeah. You know, who gives a shit what order you're in? None of this fucking weekday hand job, battle of the bands bullshit where we're going to build a little like, oh, these, this is the order of the bands. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is the way it's going to go. This is, no, this is a hierarchy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This know, band's better because cool. they're playing later than you. So gonna put that out. Get as much quick money. shout out to White Label Demo, too, because these Huge guys were man. awesome. They were. Uh, they were Phil, awesome. actually, from White Label Demo, is a, a good friend of ours. He, cu- he That guy has been on almost every main show since the beginning. Those guys and, were uh, sweet. Not Phil, Phil. Phil. No, 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 Phil. Like No, I know. Phil. Like, Uncle Phil? No. Papa Phil? <laughs> not like... Not like Uncle Dirty. No, Phil. F- no, no, no. No, not Uncle Boozy. That's not Phil. That's Brad. Uncle Dirty. Oh, that's Uncle Brad. Boozy. I always call him Uncle Phil. Phil. That's B-Rad. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a dude, there's a dude who comes to the main shows named Uncle Boozy, and or or sometimes he's Dick Chevron. It all depends on which personality <laughs> yeah. he takes over that night. But, I always thought yeah, his name was Phil. White Label Demo, Phil is a fucking solid... All the guys in that band are solid musicians. Uh, yeah. We played with them Sorry, Brad. a while back, and uh, it, it was Leanne, uh, another fucking longtime mange fan it was her birthday and some of the like they covered suzanne by weezer but yep. with leanne <laughs> nice perfect four-part harmony like they're all great musicians we were just standing there going like fuck we have to follow that so yeah that's that's always the worst part like the, i remember agp opened for us one time and we watched them play and we're like Fuck! That's <laughs> oh, yeah. so what happens when I book Clusterfuck now. Everyone's yeah. like, I don't want to. No, follow yeah, no that. one's like, I'm not following <laughs> Clusterfuck. Make them headline, and then Clusterfuck's always like, I don't want a headline, dude. I want to get drunk. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. We'll we'll play after Clusterfuck, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> everybody fuck can yeah. come up and dance. Like the, the cool thing about Clusterfuck is watching all the like they have like a, a perfect fifty fifty mix of guys and girls that yeah. are all up dancing and having fun. Yeah, the only time the mage has ever it, seen something like that was we played uh, in Fort Mac with Abandon All Hope. For their CD release, of course, and we were like thinking we were at the wrong show. We're like, tradition. What are all these girls doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Why is everyone dancing and having fun? Where's all the sweaty shirtless dudes? That was the first time playing in Beaumont. Yeah, in Bo- what? Beaumont. What? Oh my God, Live City. Yeah, Live City is a good time. There's vaginas here. <laughs> what are those? We thought they stopped for directions or something. Did you get lost? <laughs> the beer's seven fifty here. Are yeah. you sure you're not lost? Yeah. 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 yeah what the hell with that? Eh? I was giving we were trying to get a money beer, so and they were like seven dollars and fifty cents. I went like. <gasps> I was giving you a hard time. Their owner the other day. I was like. It, what's your cheapest beer? He's like, all the beer is cheap here. I was like, no, they're not. <laughs> He's like, I was like, what's your cheapest beer for band? He's like, oh, no artist discount. <laughs> and I was like, 
Cool, I'll have a bottle of Lucky. 675, Jesus Christ. Well, ooh, next time you're out there and the mange is playing, uh, if we're not in the bar, it's because we're, at, we're, in, we're, standing, we're standing at the back of Steve's protege. He yeah. doesn't have it anymore, actually, but drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. That's you know what? I we, miss a good tailgate. I did that the last show. I miss show. a good tailgate, yeah. We, we drank beer in the Proto with Teenage Bottle Rocket the last time they were through. So no shit, Good eh? enough for TBR, good enough for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, That's awesome, awesome boys. Fuck it, eh? Uh, well, like, real quick, what do you what are you guys' plans for 2018? What's the what are your bands doing? What's well, now that's kind of a funny thing because the Codians are taking a bit of a rest. Okay, we're uh, doing our stuff. Our bass player Steve is going to have a baby. Oh, so well, that's exciting! Congratulations, are, uh, Steve. The Codians are going to rehab. Mike said that I didn't. <laughs> what? Uh, He's telling people. I'm not a gossip. <laughs> some fucking gossip. No one listens, anyways. My mother might this listen. This woman is growing like, a human. How is that gossip? Anyway, everyone can so see. So, Codeans <laughs> are going to sleep for a while. However, uh, Down the Hatch has donated two members of their band, Joey and Keelan, and uh, KP and I are starting a new act called Thatcher, and the cool. goal is to make Edmonton skate again. Nice. Said that. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I love it. So, we are going to play some fast, fun. Make Edmonton skate again. Yeah. I fucking love that. Not hate, skate. Skate. Yes. Yes. That's S- not going to make them hate so again. it's edgy. I really wanted to do a show. I have a friend of mine who makes like uh, mobile skate ramps and stuff like that. So I thought it would be cool to throw an outdoor show and have a live skate comp happen at the same time. The only downside about uh, that, I would, if I were you, I would save the money on ramps and I would just get insurance for a public skate park. Yeah. Maybe. No, no, no. no. We had that. We tried that once, and it was. But I'm thinking, don't do it in the city. Do it some. Do it like. I I was thinking if he would like supply the ramps as like a promo for his business, and then like we could just have music at the same time, right? But maybe, yeah. Like I just think that would be the sweetest backyard party ever. Of course. I just remember a venue uh, show we played. um, This is zero cool. It was like. We're going to play it at Cascateo Skate Park. Did you get that name from where I thought you guys got that name? Which one? Zero Cool? Zero cool yeah. yeah. Where did you think we got it from? Hackers? No, it's from a John Lang novel from 1956. Is it? Okay. Yeah, sorry. No, yeah, it's that's even better. That's <laughs> but, it is a, but it is a John Lang novel from 1956. Okay, anyway, cool. um, sorry. I had to ask. <laughs> no, we, we played a show. We were supposed to play a show at Cascateo Skate Park. We all set up, and the cop showed up, and they were like, no. This isn't happening. Yeah, so kid put it on and was like, all right, let's just go to my place. So we went to his place. It's like God, four in the yourself. afternoon. <laughs> yeah. And set up, played a few songs, and the neighbors were like, no. <laughs> no. So we moved it to deviate. Yeah. And Rod <laughs> saved the day. Yeah. So, Yeah, Rod is literally the hand that cradles yeah. the Rod. Okay, first of all, I'm just going to put this out there. Mother Teresa in Calcutta, Rod in Edmonton. Same person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. Rod yeah. is Mother Teresa. Just absolutely. When I was a drunk piece of shit, I, I left my drums uh, in the basement of deviate for like months at a time and rod would just be like oh yeah here whenever you want to come get them no problem they're just stuck. i haven't let anybody play them they're just stacked up safe in the basement yeah and sure shit guy would do anything for you he'd take a bullet for you yeah guy's a beauty i beauty. remember the first first time i booked with him i was like cool so i was like how much do i owe you for like sound and stuff he's like nothing he's like i was like what do you mean nothing he's like i just give it to the bands i was like you're the sweetest man I've ever met. Like he's honestly, literally, he's literally, new, literally the Robin Hood of Edmonton. Never booked with the one on 99. He's the only yeah. guy the one on uh, on White. Yeah, yeah. I had a few shows. Well, that's where you met a gentleman. Actually, fact, yeah. you know, funny story. The one on the V8 in the basement on underneath Hodgson's there or whatever. That's where I first brought AGP in. 
I booked no them. Like, but I found them online. Reverb, I was I think. booking with Scotty and Reese Fist and shit, and I was like, hey, man, I found this band called The Gentleman's Pact, dude. I'm going to book them for this punk show I'm putting on. And it was like Jim Nowhere and fucking The Gentleman's Pact. And I can't remember Fun fact, was. Jim Nowhere is a guitar player for Zero Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yes, We're all was. connected, yeah, man. See, dude, it's all one big <laughs> We're very incestuous yeah. in our scene. <laughs> <laughs> Keep but it yeah, in the family. Can I borrow your bass uh, player? <laughs> that's yeah, where man. I found AGP, and I got to know those guys, and then I like kind of lost touch for a little bit, and then kind of just, well, fuck, man, the rest is history now, yeah. dude. Came on the show a couple times and a bunch of times now. Yeah, kidnapped me and book shows. Yeah, <laughs> and him. yeah I, I can definitely Scotty guarantee Hammerthorn. that if anybody ever raised a hand to Rod, they would be torn apart in the streets by hundreds and hundreds of yes. Oh, children. at least, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, wouldn't happen. Wouldn't happen. Well, boys, it's been a blast. Been uh, a really good episode, we should do this again sometime. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Thanks and, for having uh, us. You yeah. guys come back. Uh, let us know when uh, Thatcher uh, breaks ground and. Uh, Send me some tunes. We'll, we jammed once. We'll, yeah, be, yeah, looking, be looking good. for uh, be looking for eats, Thatcher in uh, in January. Sick, Sweet, dude. Fuck yeah, that's cool. Well, uh, Mike KP, it's, it's been a been slice. A pleasure, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming down. Let's do it Thanks again. For on. Thank you for having us. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's do the over under. Yeah, yeah. Right. Super. Uh, Thanks for coming Scott Love. Have a good night, Edmonton.